14, verse 22. As soon as the meal was finished, Jesus insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the people. With the crowd dispersed, he climbed the mountain so that he could be by himself and pray. He stayed there alone late into the night. Meanwhile, the boat was far out to sea when the wind came up against them and they were battered by waves. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on water. They were scared to death. A ghost, they cried, cried out in terror. But Jesus was quick to comfort them. Courage, it's me. Don't be afraid. Peter, suddenly bold, said, Master, if it's really you, call me to come out to you on the water. He said, come ahead. Jumping out of the boat, Peter walked on the water to Jesus. But when he looked down at the waves churning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and started to sink. He cried, Jesus, save me. Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Around our third week of this reshaped worship series, focused on themes of change, one of our Bible study participants on Tuesday morning asked just what all this conversation about change was pointing toward. What are you preparing us for, he said. Are you going to announce that you're dropping out of ministry? You and Javen are moving to Malacca to buy and run the Dairy Queen or something. <laughs> I assured the room that I had no ulterior motive. I know of no other surprise that was going to drop. Furthermore, I'd never sell enough Dairy Queen to make a profit. I'd eat all the products. <laughs> No, the reason for a series on change is the one in plain sight and all those which surround it. Over recent years, we've gone through countless experiences of personal and communal, national, and congregational change. Some by chance or circumstance and some by choice. The biggest new change in church that we've been preparing for is now at hand a sabbatical that starts after worship today. Over the coming three months, I'll be away from the office and trying to figure out who I am and what to do with my time when I'm not serving as your pastor. You too will be led by other brilliant staff and lay leaders also discerning who you are when I'm not here as your pastor. Like all kinds of other change, this one too elicits some anxiety and uncertainty. For my part, I fear that I will waste the precious gift of this renewal time by not using it well. 
or that, that folks here will choose to take the summer off and miss out on really meaningful, memorable worship that's in the months ahead. Or that everything will surely go to pieces without my essential presence here every day and night. Remembering that the church doesn't need another Messiah is probably reason enough for, for these periodical sabbaticals. And my ego also fears that you'll actually do quite fine or better without me. Because the future is especially cloudy. In times of great change, we feel all sorts of ways in the face of the unknown and what's around the corner. But God's presence in anxious times is a big part of what the Bible shows us among disciples who it's clear, have been through many changing times before. We are in good company. Today's scripture, for instance, takes us from the solid ground of Jesus feeding thousands in Galilee out to a wave-tossed, wind-whipped boat in the middle of the night. The disciples were scared at the weather, then even more at the sight of a ghostly Jesus walking to them on the surface of the water. But using familiar phrases, courage, it's me, don't be afraid. Jesus reassures them that this is truly him who they know. He soothes their frayed nerves, and the disciple Peter even feels emboldened to join Jesus on the water. The fearsome wind and waves are not diminished. The change is still there. But because they have history with this Savior already, Peter finds new footing and experiences Jesus' rescuing hand when he begins to sink. Reflecting on our theme and this scripture, Marsha McPhee writes of the courage it takes to make changes and break out of longtime habits. Just like Peter, she writes, if we are going to change, we have to take the first uncertain steps out of the boat onto the water and into the unknown. Luckily, we too have Jesus redeeming help and support, his hand reaching out to us if we start to sink or lose our way. This sent me thinking about all the other times that we've undertaken something new. And through fright or challenge, we have experienced Jesus alongside us still. Consider, in just a few recent years, God led this congregation through a supersized capital campaign to fix a wall that was literally falling off the church. God helped us envision and re realize a new gathering space out here and a peace garden in the, on the grounds beyond the wall, helped us recruit and equip more volunteers and staff leaders than I have fingers to count over the years. We've created a new governance model, a new constitution, bylaws, and covenant, which we spoke a few minutes ago, plus a mission trip to Kenya, oh, and a global pandemic besides. The spirit of change led others here now through a leadership shift from a beloved longtime minister at Linden Hills UCC to a beloved new minister. Face the daunting prospect of a building unfit for ministry sifting each thing in that building to preserve and to pass on the physical legacy of Linden Hills United Church of Christ, 
through renting office space, selling a building, completing a church merger that brings us here together, all while being led by another beloved interim pastor. I'm tired just thinking of all the changes that we have been through together. And that's to say nothing about what's in our personal or broader social life. And we have done each of these as church. Our presence here now is a fulfillment of what others only dreamed of or hoped for in our past. Our existence now is a testimony of God to God's presence in every time, through every moment of trial and triumph. Jeff, Leah, and Deb, our newest members who joined the church today, come alongside us as the latest partners in a community whose inspiration is that disciple Peter and whose experiences of Jesus beside us through the midst of it all. They've taken a first step in calling us to accompany them on this journey of faith, And though there was a script for that part of today's service, there is no script for what comes next. We don't really know what this faith journey will involve for you in the coming months and years. We do know that our inspiration is the disciples who act like Peter does. With him and with the others in the boat, we might feel awe at the size of our fears but also reassured by the words of Christ, promising, it's me, don't be afraid. I hope, like Peter, we too have just enough chutzpah to attempt walking on water or other impossible tasks, experience the thrill of achieving what once seemed impossible, and also know the immediate accompaniment of Jesus alongside, reaching out to rescue when fear of the wind and waves starts to rise again within us. It's no accident that Jesus' first words to the fearful disciples include courage. That's the first step. Have courage. And faith assures us that the rest will take care of itself in due time. Others translate Jesus' words here as take heart instead of courage. Both versions point to the presence of heart at the center of what Jesus means and what this Jesus call involves. The English word courage comes from the French word cur, meaning heart or the center of our faith. Courage. Whatever tomorrow brings the church and myself, Whatever umpteen steps of change lead through the new adventures that lie ahead, it begins here with courage in our hearts. Nobody needs to pretend that we have all the courage ever needed at all times and in all situations, which is why God has called us together into a congregation, into the body of Christ together, extending courage for one another, enacting God's presence alongside each other. As Marsha McPhee summarizes, if we can have courage to take steps toward change and be encouragers of one another, this is the meaning of community. Then courage, beloveds, take heart. 
The future will be like the present and the past in at least one way. The presence of Jesus alongside us in the face of neighbor, stranger, and friend alike. I'll follow my feet and faith into the coming days, and you do the same with yours until we come back together again to testify to where we have seen Jesus on the waters, right there with us in the wind and the waves of change. I'll see you in August if I can get through the door after eating all that ice cream. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Amen.